T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. No matter where you work from these days, take Gresh and Fourier with you on the Odyssey app. Favorite WEI. Carry on my wayward son, there'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest, don't you cry no more. So, Brad Stevens has made a move already. Justin Jackson is out, Mike Muscala is in. So I went to the trade generator, and again, I know we can get all worked up into the fruity whip headache on stuff like this when you're thinking about balancing trades and the trade machine and things like that. It is Justin Jackson and two second-round picks to Oklahoma City from Mike Muscala. And um, as I'm reading this here, so I just went straight up player for player in the old trade machine. And it said Celtics are over the luxury tax threshold with this trade and the incoming aggregate salaries exceeded what's allowed via the 125% plus 100 grand rule. Cut $1.104 million from the Celtics incoming trade to make this successful. And I guess that's where those couple second round picks end up really balancing it out in the end. Now the question becomes, is this the only move that Brad Stevens is going to make? We know they needed a depth big. Muscala fills that role. And it's very evident, unless one of the minor TPEs got thrown in there, it still feels like Brad Stevens has that $5.8 million trade exception to be able to use to make another move before 3 o'clock today. Yeah, okay. Um, and again, we're just talking role players, uh, positional players, depth players, uh, you know, bodies. I just need bodies. I need pros. I only feel like any guy that has, like, any, like, substantial amount of time in the league, like, where, where you're a vested veteran and you know how to be a pro, you'll find you, – you'll, you'll succeed on this team, even in limited minutes. Just because the culture is so set at such a high level, I just I – just, it reminds me of former Patriots teams where it's like, hey, no matter who they brought in during those glory days, they all just kind of assimilate it. Mm-hmm. You know? Can you believe it? He, oh, here we go again. Oh, all right. The trades are flying Wow. In Speak the, it into existence there. Tra- uh, Billy Lanny is at the uh, trade center. Billy. All right. Sham Sharani again. The Milwaukee Bucks are acquiring Drake, Jay Crowder in a trade with the Brooklyn Nets for five second-round picks. What? Five second round picks? Five How? second round picks. I know at one point in time, Jay Crowder had what was termed the best contract in the NBA. That's what it was termed. Uh, now, I think those huh, days have kind of uh, gone. 
Five second round picks. I mean, why don't you just say we're going to give them to the other team? Because what what sort of value do those five second round picks really have? However, Christian, this is why Brad Stevens couldn't stand still. And I'm sure there's, again, other moves that Brad Stevens is going to try to make because as we hit on earlier, how different are some of these teams going to be come 301 today? And look, is Jay Crowder a great player? Nope. Nope. But he's a good, solid performer who understands how to play in the playoffs. Okay, well, that, real, and that's it. So, that's a real savvy move, I think, by Milwaukee. So he hasn't played at all this year. I do believe so. Okay, so there was this whole uh, agreement like when the season started that the Suns weren't even going to play him because he wanted a new deal and they were going to trade him. It's fine. So he just he's been sitting, you know, but just uh, he he wasn't even with the team uh, while they were just seeking a, a trade partner. So sure enough, uh, Kevin Durant gets um, traded to the Suns. And then the Nets acquired Crowder, Bridges, Johnson, and then uh, some unprotected first-round draft picks in 23, 25, 27, and 29. So then they go ahead. The Nets get uh, Jay Crowder, and they flip him to, um, man, the Nets must have so many draft picks. I mean, they already have, like, you know, nine first-round picks in, like, I don't know, six or seven years or something crazy like that. Then they get a bunch of second-round picks. I mean, holy cow. Talk about Draft equity. Well, so this really comes down to, for Milwaukee, adding a veteran guy who, as you said, you might have fresh legs. I know I'm reading a report from about a month ago where they're talking about uh, Jay Crowder, who's been away from the Suns all season, working out daily in Atlanta. This is according to Chris Haynes of uh, Bleacher Report. And now he's got a team. And somewhere that that guy who, again, Will Jay Crowder be the best player on the box? No, 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 he won't. But that is the typical type of veteran guy that you want to add to a team that has a chance to win a championship here at the deadline. That's so a I'm just perfect gonna, move. So, I mean, going back to, I guess we got to go back to 2021-2022 season um, where, what did he average? Um I can't even find it. Look, I don't even Where think it? it's about what is. No, no, no I'm just it, saying. It's but not you, about the averages. No, it's a, I know. No, it's a, I know. It's a veteran guy who can come in and play defense and rebound. That's what you're looking for. That, well, also. That, to me, is why they brought this guy in. Absolutely. So, I'm just thinking about minutes. I mean, listen, he's uh, he's not even. He's only, uh, what? Crowder's 32, 32. Yeah. But again, he's been sitting around. Uh, he's been sitting around doing nothing right now. Okay, no, so he could no. So I just want to make sure. So he's he was averaging about twenty nine minutes uh, in last year's playoffs. So he was he was a big part of the playoffs last year. He's, he was still playing, you know, contributing minutes wise. Now points wise, you know, not so much. But to your point, it doesn't really matter. But he can go through stretches. Well, he'll give you 10, 11 points. You know, some quality rebounds and so what I would call like you know regulating minutes. Uh, good point from the 617. Don't forget the Rockets own the next five first-round picks from Brooklyn thanks to James Harden. So you get five second-rounders, at least gives you a little bit of draft capital. It just feels like that has no value, quite okay. honestly. Okay, good. Um, listen, there's really there's not a uh, there's not a acquisition that you could uh, tell me that I would be like, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. 
This why would they do that? The the only one that would have gotten the most like you know just airtime would be like anything for Durant, you know. But they don't really they don't really necessarily need anybody other than veteran depth pieces, locker room guys, validation guys, you know, Blake Griffin type guys. Mm-hmm. Hey, I know my role. I'm real self aware of the position that I'm in. I'm thirty plus years old. Like I'm not a starter anymore. Hey, but somebody gets hurt. Hey, you need somebody to kind of kind of handle some business. I'll jump in there. So the interesting part of what's going to happen in the Eastern Conference now with some of those big ticket guys off the board is how do the teams in the East continue to tweak? Celtics add Muscala. You got the Bucks that are adding Crowder. How about this? This is from Alex Kennedy, who uh, writes at Hoops Hype the USA Today. He had a little uh, story here saying that before moving Kevin Durant. The Nets spoke to the Bulls about a Zach Levine trade. Uh, and then right, or there's a quote in here, keep an eye on Chicago, which continues to take offers for Zach Levine. It's not known how the Durant trade affects Brooklyn's interest in Levine. So do they continue to, you know, do the Nets continue to try to tweak their roster? Then again, This is it. It's been a busy lunchtime. Billy, what do we have? According to Woj, the Lakers are trading Thomas Bryant to the Nuggets for Devon Reed and three second-round picks. Oh, here we go. So Thomas Bryant, he's just another depth big. Do you even call him that? I mean, I don't know how much the guy's been playing, Terp, quite honestly. Like, I mean, and again, it's very hard to figure out anything with the Lakers. But Thomas Bryant was it was like, oh, this big guy might turn into something. And now they're just like, okay. Leave See, for a bunch of leave for a bunch of draft picks. So last night you had uh, your bench players, you had Blake Griffin, you had uh um you had Cornette, you had just really everybody contributing at a high level, right? Blake Griffin gives you fifteen points. So with these two new guys, what does that what does that even mean for the for the current depth players on this team are they just are we just talking about a swiss army knife based on team matchup um based on skill set i mean is this just are you just picking and choosing or is there a legit pecking order of i'm first in if this guy gets hurt or does this kind of muddy the waters a little bit for a guy like uh blake griffin who's saying all the right things doing all the right things is he suddenly being stepped over like what does that mean for him no, I think that if you start to put the roadmap together a little bit, there's some position versatility on this roster that helps. There is depth in terms of the bigs now. Because think about it. I mean, honestly, if you wanted to, or if you needed to trade Luke Cornett, let's say, you could do that now that you have Muscala if you wanted. But if you just think about Al Horford and Time Lord, right? If those guys are on the floor at the same time, who would then be sort of those depth backups for both of those guys? You would figure that in some way, shape, or form, it's Muscala and Cornette are the backup, and those are your four bigs. And maybe Muscala ends up getting more playing time here down the stretch than, say, Cornette does, but they're not going to completely punt on him. And you think about the way they're set up at forward, uh, that's where Grant Williams ties in. You got p- position versatility with him. And if Gallinari can come back, that's another guy that you're adding, another 3 and D dude, or at least a three-point shooter. He might not have a lot of D, but, boy, he can shoot the three. And I think the layering of the roster 
guys like Cornette and Pritchard are probably going to have to go back to accepting their roles and not really playing very much. And that is also dependent on who Brad Stevens brings in here before the end of the day. Well, So Brogdon is still your first guy off absolutely. the bench. Absolutely. Depending on your starting lineup, let's oh. just put Grant Williams on the bench. Uh, yep, and he would probably, be seventh. And then you got Derek White. Well, yeah, you got three and strong. Then, and then Muscala might figure in, maybe Cornette a little bit as well. I, I, I Look, I think they're layering the roster with the kind of depth that you need to be able to survive if Al gets cranky during the postseason. Well, you mentioned it, you know, layering the, the your depth chart with uh, – uh, with uh, position with versatility and versatility, I think that's the key word, man. I don't care the Belichick. I have, like, I don't care. Like of all the doomsday scenarios, I got a, I got a guy for that. You tell me this happens, I got a guy for that. You tell me that happens, I got a guy for that. You're really just hedging all your bets mm-hmm. in case of emergency. We're not going to be caught with our pants down getting beat up because the you know the our, our our bench is just completely just decimated from whatever it may be or maybe the starters get hurt now that like last night your bench were the starters and beat their starters and then your reserve backups who are now elevated to bench players beat their bench players mm-hmm. really was a perfect perfect scenario and a great win for them last night so as of right now the tradable commodities for Brad Stevens. You have the Dennis Schroeder TPE trade player exception, for those who don't know. That's about $5.8 million. You could move Peyton Pritchard, and I don't think it would affect your roster very much. You could now move the Murder Cornet if you wanted to. That would actually chew into some of your depth. It feels like that guy might be here. Knowing if he's the 11th or 12th guy on the bench, what's he going to complain? Oh, I'm on a championship team. I'm getting four minutes a night. Oh, boo-hoo. That guy will be fine. He'll be happy to have a job. It comes down to who can you get with the player exception, and then what do you do on the buyout market? And here, as we approach, what, 12-15 almost, and the 3 o'clock trade deadline. This is where you start to have to understand the buyout market if you're Brad Stevens. Because even though he has that $5.8 million in a trade player exception, and I'm sure he'd love to use it, you don't go square peg round hole. And you have, as we mentioned earlier, the extra money from Gallinari being hurt that's mm-hmm. about $3.2 million that gives you the ability to offer more in the buyout market. So maybe... The next move might come down to, can I find the right guy and use that exception, the trade exception, or do I just wait for the buyout market and bust a move on somebody knowing that I can offer a little bit more money but also give somebody a place to have a chance to come win? That, to me, is where Brad Steven And you know what? With the way Wick Grosbeck has said go spend, I don't rule out both happening that they use a little bit of money in the buyout market with somebody that comes down the road, and they still go make a trade at the same time. Celtics are making moves. Your thoughts? 617-779-7937. We've also got some football to get to. Roger Goodell and DeMarie Smith were saying some stuff yesterday. I don't know what the hell they were thinking. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Crash and Fourier. W-E-E-I. Get Boston Sports Original on the go wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. Call me Mike Jaws of the best kept secret. Coming from Atlanta where the Hawks stay screeching. I got three goals and I ain't talking about a hat trick. One, win the championship. Two, make a smash it. Three, have a baby with my lady, then some grandkids. These other rappers shaky Charles backswing. Trying to find the recipe, I call him Plankton. The flow so appealing, best rapper in the league. Aw oh, man, what a feeling. Showing y'all I can spit. What up Shaq, Charles, Ernie, Kenny, the Jet Smith. Is that Mike Muscala? Yes, it is. The best rapper in the... Oh, my. So Boston has acquired a honky rapper, ladies and gentlemen. A honky rapper. Yeah, boy. Doesn't Marcus Smart have his own rap, like, uh... Label, Doesn't he have a... He's got something where he was spitting mad rhymes. uh, Yeah, yeah. Listen to you. Spitting mad rhymes. Going back to the... Going back to the days in Cali. Spitting something. Oh, my God. So, you know now Mike Muscala, or Mike Muscala, excuse Mm me, is pretty much going to become like the party trick, the party favor in a way. Hey, get the party going. We have a long West Coast flight. And hey, hey, get up there and, and, and drop some lyrics. Hey, honky. Freestyle. Bust one out for us. Best kept secret. Coming from Atlanta where the Hawks stay screeching. I got three goals and I ain't talking about a hat trick. One, win the championship. Two, make a smash it. Three, have a baby with my lady, then some grandkids. These other rappers shaky Charles backswing. The flow so appealing. Best rapper in the league. Aw, man, what a feeling. Showing y'all I can spit. What up, Shaq? Charles, Ernie, Kenny, the Jet Smith. Wait, did you, one of his lines was, uh, uh, uh what should we call it? Charles uh, Barkley's swing, back swing. Back swing. In the music video, it has a video of Charles Barkley swinging a golf club. Got which it. is always comical. Like, this is not a serious, like, rap. Like, you know, I don't know what I just heard was Grammy award winning right there. I'll tell you that probably as bad as it gets. Let me see if I can like some of the names he's using. They just Kenny the Smith. Hey, Shaq. Hey, what's up? Everybody on the floor. Hey, personality. That's all we need. 
You need those guys yeah, in the locker room, don't This you? was on the NBA talent show, so he has to be uh, somewhat talented. Okay, that's what it is. Okay, I know he was being forced to kind of do this. It wasn't like he was like, I want to be a rapper. Probably Are said, hey, you somebody probably said, hey, you know, you should, you should, you should rap in the in the in the in the contest in the hoot nanny. It's like NBA's version of a hoot nanny. Somebody sounds jealous. Are you questioning this jealous. gentleman's ability? I, I'm saying his not his ability. I don't think I, I need rap, to rap and uh, I rip his intent. He is, is not to be a real hardcore rapper. Probably said, "Listen, hey, we need. You'd be really great if you entered this contest. There's not a there's not a white boy or to your words, honky that has entered in years. Who are the five greatest rappers of all time? Dylan, 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 <laughs> Mike Muscala. <laughs> there's a that Dylan. You went old school, oh, freaking, old school Chappelle show. It's yeah. like the best one. That's fantastic. So Mike Muscala is here." The trade deadline is up at 3 o'clock, one hour from now, or just a little after an hour from now, at 1.30. Gary Washburn of The Globe will be with us to uh, break down everything that Brad Stevens could be doing. There's still a trade exception out there. There's the buyout market. Lots to get to with Washburn. That's coming up at 1.30. Here's this real quickly. Oh, what do you got? What do you got? No, no, no horn. Jay Crowder about nine minutes ago. Cut off my finger to save my hand. 99 back again. That's his tweet. Uh, that's a long way around just to get his number in there. I but I get it. Okay. Uh, okay. I yeah. don't at all, actually. Bunch of devil, purple devils and weird uh, Jay Lamp in the Twitch chat. The guy can't rap, but he's 6'11 and hits 39.4% from three. Good job, Muscala. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh boy. 617-779-7937. Coming up in 20 minutes, a uh, a story from the Providence NBC station last night. If uh if you have some issues with your plumbing working all the time, and I'm talking about your hind end. Uh, you'll definitely want to hear some of the hijinks from the seven o'clock news last night. With uh, Emily Voles and Dan Janig down I there trying even, to, uh, I wouldn't even call it hijinks. Story. I think it was like this is like a public service announce, announcement. This is like a major one news of the, One of the segments of like for your health, right? All these news places they all have this like health segment where the doctor comes out and says, "What you really need to do if you can't go to the bathroom is take this." This may be the most incredible, most important invention. Of our time? Of my time. Of your time. Yes. All right. Absolutely. So we will get to that. And uh, I do work on the other, on the CBS affiliate down there, not the NBC. So I'll probably catch some shrapnel on this one. No, no, they'll probably be thanking you for mentioning it. It's a good idea. No, it's not. It's a great idea. Until I make fun of them in 20 minutes for the way they handle it. But another story for another time. We'll get to that. Get in line. I'm a flower thief. I'm making fun of people. Flower bandit. A flower bandit. It's been trademarked already. It is. You already got it? Yes. you're gonna? Are you gonna put it in the Tom the Brady brand kiosk that you invented yesterday I think for I down think, at Gillette? I think uh, uh, pyre, uh, the the flower bandit uh, Dunsky. All these things should be trademarked. We should. Why not sell to the Brady brand? He yes. could throw them in there. He'd do you a favor, wouldn't he? Well, I mean, he put I some Dunskys in there, wouldn't you? Dunsky belongs. Like he should have said, "Hey, as he's sitting on the beach, that would have guys, been amazing." I am Dunsky. You would have been the most <laughs> famous person on the planet next to Tom Brady. You for a day, you. Would've... I am officially Dunsky. You would have peaked. <laughs> 
I can't believe it hasn't caught on as much as I thought it would. Oh, well, let's get to Roger Goodell because nothing catches on in the world of sports radio than when the, I don't even know what I want to call him, the leader of the NFL, the commissioner of the National Football League, Roger Goodell. Um, He was asked about a couple of things yesterday. One is when asked about flex scheduling, Roger Goodell said, yeah, we might be able to flex schedule Thursday night football soon. I don't know how in the world they're going to figure that out, but the NFL is clearly going down that road. Then Roger Goodell was also asked about uh, there's issues of hiring minorities within the league. What about the NFL media newsroom? I think it was uh, Jim Trotter who asked that question to Goodell. Goodell was like, I don't run the newsroom. He sort of brushed it off. But the one that is very much making the rounds is what you're about to hear, ladies and gentlemen. When Roger Goodell was asked about the officiating in today's NFL game, put your boots on for this. I think for us, when you look at officiating, I don't think it's ever been better in the league. There are over 42,000 plays in a season. Multiple infractions could occur on any play. Take that out or extrapolate that. That's hundreds if not millions of, of, of potential fouls. And our officials do an extraordinary job of getting those. Are there mistakes in the context of that? Yes, they are not perfect and officiating never will. But we've also had obviously replay and other aspects that help us address those issues to make sure they're not uh, something that uh, we can't correct on the field. Okay, so uh, I don't know whether you believe him or not, like he, like when you when you start when you count every single play and how uh, you know how many infractions there could be and how difficult it is to 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 see every single one, right? I don't care about like the little ones. I care about the the obvious ones. Is what I care about. Like you can't you can miss the little ones, but the obvious ones are a little weird. But you, so so this this is I want to read this to you because this is typical Mike Vrabel fashion. <laughs> okay, I don't know if anybody even saw this because when I saw that 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 Roger Goodell was basically peacocking his way around the officiating, what a great job they do! He's your touchdown bandit. The way he's I'm the, the touchdown bandit. bandit, absolutely stealing my touchdowns. It's another story for another day. So this was interesting. So Tennessee Titans coach, I'm reading this from ESPN.com. Okay, uh, Mike Vrabel. What happened is so he emailed back. The NFL's officiating department. So they sent all this big email about all the all the stuff that they did well. And and what he did is he replied all. Okay, so he replied all. This is such a variable move. Such a variable move. Okay. Uh, with every head coach. So he replied all with every head coach and every general manager in the league. Uh, and he kind of did it in his own passive, aggressive, polite way. Okay. Here's her. Here's uh, Vrabel's email response. Okay, to the officiating email that went out to everybody. He says, "I appreciate the time and energy that goes into these videos, but I suggest we devote every minute of our officiating department's time ensuring our officiating crews are as well trained in the in the clarifications." We work to create in the off season, and that each crew is as consistent as possible. Thank you. That was it. So wow. they, so during the off season, they they all go to the sh- they all go to the camps. They all and they talk about all the things that they're going to do. He's basically saying, "Hey, dope. 
We did all this in the offseason, and these guys still don't know it. We went over these rules. We went over the criteria. We went over the um, uh, the, the clarifications of why mm. with the head coaches in the offseason. And then like when, the I, when me as a head coach wants a clarification, your stupid ref can't give it to me. The game is not officiated by robots. No, we get it. It's, it's going to be you know umpires. It's going to be baseball that has the first uh, robot umps. But to me, this is just classic Vrabel replying all, sending it to everybody in the league, sending it to all the GMs, all the coaches, because he knows now they really have – like this is my way of sticking it to you because you promised me one thing and you didn't deliver. First of all, reply all – Never a good idea. No, need, even even that way. I've done it twice. I'll tell you. Have you really? Oh yeah. Oh, I can only like yeah. you're probably like the reply all king. I'll teach no, them no, a no. lesson. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I've done it twice. You do it at select times. One, it blew up, and the other one, it was fantastic. I almost did a reply all one time, yeah. and I remember going. I remember the words of like uh, Herm Edwards. Don't press stand. That's right. Don't. Don't press send. My, and I uh, didn't do it. My very first boss said, there's the email you write, and then there's the email you, you send. send. Oh, okay. It took me a little while to learn that lesson. But regardless, Mike Vrabel doing this, you're right. He's being a cordial a-hole. Yeah. That's what he's, he's being. Nobody's better at it than him. He is snarky McSnarkington. I mean, it's a lot. Bill's got a lot of that in him now, too, now. But like, he's got like a, Bill's kind of backed off of it a little bit. Really? I don't know. It, he, I don't know. He he. It's not as uh. It's not as often as it used to be. To me, it comes out more with Bill Belichick when he's aggravated with something than just sort of. See, to me, I feel like, <laughs> like there needs to be. I feel like a lot of coaches respect the Vrabels of the world. That's why Vrabel was so beloved as a player president, like mm-hmm. the player rep on the team, because he didn't care. And he wasn't afraid of being of losing his job, of being yelled at. He just the hypocrisy of everything was too much for him to bear, and he wasn't going to let it go without being said. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to Roger Goodell bragging about the officiating, oh really? Huh? How about this? Really? Let's just all be mindful of this, shall we? I always felt like that was a little passive aggressive, like dig. Hey, let's be mindful of this. Like the the clarifications, the the officiating tutorials, the videos that you send out. Mm-hmm. We already went over this during the off season, and here we are again. I don't know. Listen, if you're going to brag about officiating, you better make sure you don't have any like major black eyes. Like Matt, like I would say the biggest one that bugs me the most is roughing the passer. That one bugs me the most. Not that I don't care about quarterbacks. It's just yeah. If it looks bad, it doesn't mean. You have to throw a flag. If it's legal and it looks bad, that guy is in his right to do what he just did. Like Matt Milano had that one hit on, I forget who it was, and it might have like knocked him out of the game. Was it Tua maybe? But he, he went low and wrapped him around the waist and made sure to like roll off of the quarterback to make sure. It was like the perfect almost textbook way of new football you know what it and is? bringing a quarterback. You know what it is? Here's what I think that they're guilty of. Anticip- Can you believe it? Oh, my God. Again? To the trade deadline sounder. There it is. Billy Lanny at Trade Central. All right. Not many de- uh, details with this one quite yet, but from Woj, the Trailblazers uh, are acquiring 76ers, 76ers Matisse Thibel as a part of a three-way trade with Charlotte. Wow. That's surprising. Matisse Thibel, that was uh, that was at the time regarded as a pretty good get for the 76ers. 
That's a uh, quick punt. Now, then again, what are they doing? Uh, like, he had nine, what are they? Three points. I mean, he was part of the problem last night, too. What are they up to? The Sixers are getting Jalen McDaniels in the deal. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Now, this is the uh, this is the first. Although Crowder going like Mike Muscala to the Celtics is a move. I would say Jay Crowder would be like a next level move, just in terms of the kind of player that you're acquiring. This one is interesting because it kind of feels like, eh, we're going to do some retooling on the fly here if you're Philadelphia. Hmm. That's interesting. All right. So there we go. That is what the fourth trade that has dropped the in the last, what, hour? Or at least during today's show? Holy cow. Well, n- none, none was bigger than what happened, like, was it right before midnight or right after midnight with the drenching? Was it 1 a.m.? 1 a.m. Okay. 1 a.m. Eastern time. Yeah. I woke up and I was like, huh. Yeah. I couldn't believe it either. That's the first thing I saw when I woke up, went to Twitter. I saw all kinds of I love it. Stuff. I love it. That they just like every last person except Ben Simmons that is part of that whole like, hey, we're going to win it all. Hey, we're like a dream team. Like they just completely crumbled and they're all gone. They're all gone. Every single, every one, even Nash. <laughs> so if you're the 76ers now, you are trying to avoid becoming the Nets in a way. In that you got two stars, and they seem to get along in terms of Harden and Embiid and all that. But how looks great. How do you retool the team around them, or how do you put the right group around those guys to try to get out of them what no one has gotten out of either one of them, and that is to be able to win a championship. Because that's, I mean, look, the clock is ticking much more quickly on Harden that it is Embiid, although there are those who think that with the bigs, the clock ticks a little faster, and maybe both of those guys are kind of, even though they're different ages, maybe they're, are they at different points in their career? How do we find a way to build something short-term and long-term? So an interesting move there from uh, the 76ers in making the move with the Trailblazers. Now, I know we're kind of running out of time here, and we've got our uh, you know unclogging the plumbing story coming up. DeMarie Smith, the head of the NFL PA foyer, says it's time to get rid of the NFL combine. Why, in your opinion? Well, because the NFL PA wants a piece of the cash. Okay. <laughs> they now, they want a former, piece of the money. Our former NFL player is breaking this down. Why is that? Why is DeMarie Smith now being like, well, the combine, we they, might want to do they something. They want, they're going to, what they're going to do is say that it's not fair for, for and, and medical issues to give up medical information, to bypass this, and, you know, how dare they get treated this way. It's just the way of strong arming the league who has taken every single event during the offseason, like every single, uh, you know, uh, everything from the draft to to the combine and turned it into an event. Like for the draft, it's a week-long event. It's almost a a week-and-a-half-long event covered every single day covered. The NFLPA wants a piece of the action, and they want a piece of the control. That is the side backdoor way of them trying to to determine they get a piece of the pie. Like, listen – it's 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 fine. I, it's just, but don't act like you care about the players because the combine is so inappropriate, and they sh- they don't need to test everybody. You know, give them MRIs, give them X-rays. Just say, listen. Either we get a piece of this, or we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna shame you openly and if, force the issue. If I'm a veteran, I'm pissed at D. Maurice Smith. I'm pissed. 
I pay you dues. I pay your salary. I don't care about rookies coming into the league. Nobody cares about the rookies. I don't care. That's if I'm a veteran, I'm hot. I'm sending DeMarie Smith the email being like, listen, not for nothing. Worry about the guys that are already in the league. Make it better for us. The the veteran players already made their their intentions known with the rookies because the last one to get a massive rookie contract was um Quarterback. No, Colt McCoy. I know, uh, no, 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 no. Went to the Rams. And, uh, Sam Bradford. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, Oklahoma. He was the yeah. last guy to get one of those massive boat. So what they said was, yeah, we'll sacrifice the rookies. F them. Yeah. They get their four and five year deals and they can figure it out whenever they become vested veterans. So if I'm a vested veteran, why am I here in the head of the NFLPA talking about the combine? How about do something for us? We're in the league. We're paying you. Yeah, it just is funny. That guy like, is they, a rube. Well, it is. They just, when I saw it, I was like, well, what's the big deal? It's the combine. How else are you going to do it? Well, you know, we're going to regionalize it. We're going to have, so instead of just one event uh, that lasts like maybe six days, we're going to have like eight of them. Yep. And you're right. They want their piece of yep. it. We're going to make it now, bigger, better. Now, does that go to the veteran players, or does that just go into what would be the NFLPA's equivalent of the building fund? The building fund. If you fund. know what I mean. Would, yeah, just in case we have to strike or have some and yell and scream about go. the owners, we'll have money to pay okay, for it. Okay, now if yeah. I'm a veteran player and that's the answer that I get, okay. It's the, the combine is the least of their problems. Agreed. This is the battle that you're choosing to fight? Right. That just makes me laugh. It's uh, pretty funny. Well, get ready to laugh because if you have problems getting unplugged to be able to sit on the hopper, well, we just might have the story for you. And I have to thank my good friends down in Providence for this one. You will hear it next. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Type that into your app search, then download. Gresh and Fourier on W-E-E-I. Huh. Check it out now. Huh. A lot going on today. Very busy Gresh and Fourier here with you. 1249. Yeah. Lots of trades going down. And Mike Muscala is the newest yeah. member of the Boston Celtics. Will more go down by 3 o'clock at the end of the trade deadline? We'll talk about everything Celtics with uh, Gary Washburn of the Boston Globe at 1.30. I know it's uh, starting to get fast and furious out there in terms of the uh, trade deadline. But, uh, you know, Foyer, uh, I'm very lucky in that where I live in uh, the burgeoning metropolis of Seacock, Massachusetts, that... Um, I get both the Boston and the Providence channels on my just wickedly expensive cable. Another story for another time on that. Zapping around a little bit last night. I flip it on the. <laughs> this is a funny story. I flip it on the seven o'clock news yeah. at uh, WJAR. It's the NBC affiliate down in Providence. They happen to be in NBC Ten, like up here. It's NBC Ten. So anyway, different companies, all that stuff. Uh, the uh, the female anchor you're about to hear is Emily Voles. Very nice person, super cool, apparently, all that. And the male anchor is Dan Janig. Now, Dan Janig's worked up here at Channel 7 in Boston. I know him a little bit. He's friends with the weathermen. I'm big with the weathermen in Providence. They okay. all, they've all loved me forever. And uh, So there is, like, another voice that you'll hear in this as well. But the dude who is the anchor is Dan Janig. And the one thing you'll notice is that it's pretty evident. I don't know if he's paying attention to what the hell's going <laughs> on here. But uh, Emily Voles kind of leads into this, and, well, 
Get ready to laugh, everybody, not only at the presentation of this report, but maybe the report itself. I don't know what I did to deserve this next read. <laughs> Glad I'm not reading it. In health check, people <laughs> who struggle with chronic constipation have a new drug-free option to get relief. It is a vibrating pill. <laughs> it's called Vibrant and reportedly vibrates in your colon to get the job done. We're waiting for specifics on whether you ingest it orally or if it's a suppository. But, yeah. Uh, clearly, <laughs> FDA in August... Doctors can now prescribe it. You take it every day, and it reportedly stimulates nerve cells in the gut and triggers muscle contractions that like help you go. Shake, rattle, and roll. Well, shake, rattle, and so roll. So, do, do you swallow it and it goes down? Your... Oh, I don't know, Lori. Do we have? Do we have which way it goes in? What are we doing here? Well, we know it's a pill. Is it an orally consumed pill? Yeah, if it's vibrating, it must have something in it, right? Lori says it's swallowed. You swallow it. You swallow it. Is it, it like something in it that vibrates it, or is it just the? I, I don't work for the drug manufacturer. questions. I, I got viewers here who want answers. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's move along because so, we love our job. Oh, I got viewers here. Um, I love oh, where do you, which way do they put it in? What do you What do you mean? It's not a suppository, right? I figured that that would have been worked out before you went on a major newscast on a major broadcast station, and you would at least have. He was that. totally messing with and, her. And when they say it's the whole, so you think he was ribbing her? It because they are pill. Is it an orally consumed pill? Yeah, if it's vibrating, it must have something in it, right? Well, yeah, yeah. And they say that it goes into the stomach and then through. So one would, you know, deduce that unless you are like a Stretch Armstrong or you're, you're you have an extremely unbelievable ability to get things up in there, how are you going to hit the belly if you're put? You know what I mean? See, it's also so. I, and so how do you? This, what, what's it's going to go? This, so this pill's going to go northbound on a southbound train? And it's like, like, come on now. I, I love the idea. It sounds really cutting edge. Okay, first of all, because there are certain certain people. If you have like some sort of cast, uh, gastrointestinal issue, I don't know. I actually one time I had to swallow this pill, and it was like a camera. And it took pictures of uh, everything, all my small intestines, as, yep. it, as it worked its way out the exit door. Okay, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't. I didn't feel it at all. I just let it, you know, do its do its job. But this, according to the company, the capsules are made of medical grade material, also used uh, for the pill cameras that you know I talked about. Gastroenterologists have used for the past fifteen years. What an unbelievable idea! If you're constantly, have you? I don't know if you've ever been. Constipated. I can honestly okay, say, like hardcore constipated. When no, you can't poop for like if, a month no, or a, uh, for me, uh, the longest has been a week. Nah, the, if there has been one issue I have never had in my life, cleaned out, baby. I, I am good. To go. I've had it multiple times, and I actually have a friend of mine who actually couldn't poop for like almost like a month and a half, almost two months, and they had what we called like a we called it a poop belly. It looked like. This person was was like somewhat like maybe four months pregnant. It could not go to the bathroom. So you got the big yeah you got you big got the dooter. big like little like uh like a, almost like a I don't even know if I could say some of these words but anyway. Don't believe it. Oh my god! Here we go again. Again, enough of the uh, vibrating pill to make you poo. There's so many layers of the story. Here though. is Billy Landy at Trade Central. All what do right. we got, Billy? Woj again. The Pacers are acquiring Bucks God George Hill in a second round pick. The who? Oh, the who is requiring? The Pacers are requiring oh. Bucks God George Hill in a second round pick. Um, I wonder. 
how old is George Hill? He feels uh he feels old to me. Let me see. 36. Oh, jeez. Terp, buyout? I think so. I kind of definitely think so. Think so. I yeah. think this is about the pick. Right. I'm with oh, you on man, that. He looks old. No, he's yeah. He looks like like he's been No, but through it. But you know what though? But that's the kind of guy that I think it would profile the Celtics to take a look at. That like on the buyout market, if George Hill ends up getting bought out, let's say. That to me, like again, he's 36 year right, but what's he going to do? He's going to come in and maybe give you what 10 minutes a 10 minutes a game at most if you need him. And the Pacers are actually going to take on 4 million of his salary. Okay. So that kind of thickens it even more. It does. So that kind of feels like, all right, it's a cap move. We'll move on from this guy. We'll get us a pick, clear out room for somebody else. George Hill gets to go pick whatever veteran team he wants to go to. Like, again, is George Hill great? No. But that is the perfect guy to have on your bench if you got to break glass in case of emergency. Oh, this is the, this is when you hit that age and you're not like uh, still like you know really contributing. If you're just solid and consistent and you're a good team player, you will always have a job in, in the NBA. You have a, if, if you have any job anywhere, hey, really. Al Horford, look at him. Didn't the Celtics give him a two for twenty extension? Why? He's got. It's like he's Udonis Haslam in a way. Now, Udonis Haslam on the court is useless. Al Horford can still yeah, he's go still, a he's little still bit. He's still starting. But you get it. Still battling. Know? No, absolutely. All right, so there you go. What an hour from Trade Central. Yeah, How about impressive. that? Uh, into the final hour of Gresh and Fourier, Gary Washburn will join us at 1.30. The Celtics were winners last night. We'll get to that next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.